If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, Episode 8, sponsored by Noble Chairs. Suns fan here with Cinderin. Greetings, my friend. Greetings. It's me again. Thanks. Maybe you'll get someone else someday, but you're stuck with me for eighth week in a row. I mean, we're we're due to have a guest here pretty soon. I just, uh, I I asked Ice, this is not a lie. I asked Ice Frog to be a guest. He politely declined. He said said yes. Would you believe it? (laughs) One day we will get somebody of that stature. Yeah. Uh, As usual, you can find this audio and all that good stuff on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Um, Before we get started, I do want to say one thing, Cinder. I forgot to even mention this to you. Uh, We are not doing this live on Twitch. This is a VOD that you're watching because Cinderin is going somewhere. Where are you going, buddy? I am going to cover the minor in Star, uh, the Starletter minor in Ukraine. And mm-hmm. basically when this goes live on Twitch or when this will be, yeah, we will still be showing it on Twitch uh, with this pre-recording. Uh, I will be on a plane, I think. So that would make it a little You bit can watch yourself on the plane. I could. I don't even know if I don't think I'll have internet access there in any oh, possible way. That's so. that's not a good flight. Then. That's a but, real bummer. So I, I wanna... you know I love watching vods of myself. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I've seen you. Uh, <laughs> the, let us know if this is something you actually if you guys actually care about because I'm going to try something different this time because we occasionally will have to record this like a day before or something like that. I'm going to actually release the audio right away once we're actually done recording. And then the VOD, aka the YouTube VOD, the Twitch live streaming or whatever you want to call it, will be 24 hours later. Um, I just think that's the, probably the best way to do it, honestly. And if okay. if you're listening to this later on, like after it's actually released via YouTube, we may have missed a day's worth of news. We have no idea what's happening. If we're not talking about it, then that is why. We do uh, not know what's happening tomorrow. This is correct. Very true. Would you like to read some reviews from this week? Because oh, we've got you guys, some great reviews this week. You guys can review us uh, on the Apple podcast thingy. Give us five stars. It helps us. And write something nice, Man, and we'll give you a shout-out. So many five stars. All right, have we, got, uh, have we got something else than five stars that you're not showing to me, or is everyone no, giving it five stars? It's all five stars. Everyone. Literally everyone. Okay. Literally. It's like you're being very selective here. If there's a yeah. four-star, like, nope, not good enough. <laughs> well, they have to leave a comment for me to see. That is true. Uh yeah, so. All right. I'll, I'll read them bottom up, okay? And then I, I do the first two and you do the last three. Okay. All right. So first one is called Good Show, five stars. I think when I think of five stars, I think excellent, not good. Good is yeah, like three true. and a half or four, right? <laughs> but it's... It, it's, I'm, it's a different I'm, day. I'll take the stars. Different age. Suns fans laugh does something to me. I like it. Mm. What was good. that young uh, man's name, Cinderin? Uh, two six three seven three eight two. This that's my alt uh, account. Totally not. That that is a throwaway <laughs> when you do not want to be associated with your comment. Uh, that's true. I, I I get. I understand. You don't want anyone to see that. Um, the other one. Thank you, Suns fan and Cinderin. Five stars by Jogden Two. I first want to preface this review by saying that I've been a fan of you both since TI two or so when I started getting into Dota two. This podcast was especially interesting to me because I'm an American who was born and raised in China. Parenthesis. I'm Caucasian. 
I lived there from when I was born, basically until I started college. So I've definitely had my fair share of interesting cultural experiences. Anyways, you guys have entertained me through many trips and drives. I love the mix of Dota and random tangents that this podcast provides. Hope Cinnarin can get over his fear of being submerged. Wow, Kappa that's, Smiley. That's a well thought out review. I, I'm not even. I don't even know what to say. I'm not used to this. This is too nice. It is. Um, Thank you. This is okay. Scripted comment next. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jogden. Dynamic duo, five stars. This is from an act of Dan. I paused the podcast just to write this review. Whether they are pandering for five star reviews or attacking today's existential crisis, there's no better <laughs> duo. Now back to the podcast and Cinderin. Thank you, friend. Also from Matt Damon, 69420. Wow. Those Absolutely are so not a throwaway either. <laughs> uh, five stars. It's called Suns Fan. This podcast should be named Suns Fan Doesn't Like to Be Disagreed With. True. You know, some people are actually, they, I'm not going to, I don't want to label people, Cinderin. It's okay. basically, I think but it's mostly Europeans. It right okay. Okay. And I my girlfriend. Label, Europeans and my girlfriend, they, they think I'm too mean to you. Yeah. But this is more of an American culture thing, though, right? Where you kind of, uh, you neg people. That's what they call it here. You kind of, if you're friends, you make fun of them, you know? I don't think that's an American thing. I make fun of my friends, too. Maybe we're just both assholes. Yeah, you're that's... Americanized via the interweb, though. I think I've made fun of my friends for many years. But we make you make fun of your friends, and they make fun of you, and you make fun with each other, too. That's yes. kind of how it goes. And uh, I, I, I don't take any offense to anything you do. So. If I disagree with something on Cinderin, it it's all in good fun, is what we're trying to say. Even if it may sound yeah. like I want to kill him, it's definitely not the case. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. Last review this I mean, week. I'm still here. So great stuff. Five stars from Roy Donk. Great name. New to the Dota world and really enjoy you guys. Cinderin really loves horses, huh? That's a, I want to say that's a little bit of a misread. I think it's more Shannon who's got something going with the horses here. But uh, I do have a story about yeah. that, but it's just not interesting at all. So Yeah, well, then let's, then it fits we'll right it. into the show, so go on. Now, if you guys are interested in the, in the origin of the horse, then you're going to have to ask it. I'm not, gonna, I'm not just going to add oh. stuff to the timeline here. And all right. leave a five-star review when you ask the question. Hey. That's right. Okay. Uh, so let's get started. Do you want to talk about... Um, this new thing that I'm highlighting here for you, Cinderin, that people. I mean, can we can see. talk about it basically. So we were based on feedback from you guys. A lot of people are asking when is A to Z coming back. We were talking about should we do it or not. Is has it like run its course or would it be fun? And we're, right now we're talking about doing a variation because Sunsun has this thing going with Aghanim Scepter, uh, which is kind of his thing. And now that every hero has an Ags, we're thinking about replaying A to Z with Aghanims on every single hero. Um, like do a test run, see if it's something people find interesting or not, and then if it is, uh, if it is something that people really like, we could play it all the way to the end. Uh, but kind of do a test run. Um, I'm down to do that, but not right now. But we'll probably be. I'm guessing yes. we'll be doing it soon. That's the that's the plan. So the so. idea, well, by a test run, we're saying maybe like four or five episodes just to see if. I mean, in all honesty, guys, it comes down to how many views these videos get. So, but the idea behind we the show, don't enjoy playing with each other. We yeah, strictly we actually, do it. It's the worst. Uh, <laughs> so A to Z for people that haven't watched it before. You, we take a hero from each side of the alphabet, uh, the A and the Z. We match them together. We dual lane with them. And I th- what was our per- win percentage last? No, that time was after? AZA. That was AZA. A to Z. We just played them alphabetically in pairs, right? Okay. And AZA. It, we bit them inverted. At this point, it doesn't matter. We can do it the okay. other way. It, whatever. 
whatever floats your boat. But the point is, we B2G do lane with it. Lane challenge. What was what was our win rate approximately? It was like 60-ish 60 ish percent. I was yeah. sixty percent. I think. Yeah. So it's exactly. the same as last time, except in order to get that point, not only do you have to win, we both have to have Aghanim scepters on our hero by the end of the game. Okay. Oh, I thought it was first item. Like no. after boots and stick or something. I mean, no? we want okay. to get it relatively soon most of the time, but uh, it, okay. we don't have to throw the game. We want to. We can work out the rules right. later if, if yeah. we want. See All right, so anyhow. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. But that's on, on the Seven, docket for now. That is on the docket. 7.22C Cinderwin just came out yeah. as of when yes, we're recording this. Mm -hmm. What? It's a lot of numbers, a lot of number changes. Yeah. I see Chen got a big change. Yeah, this, this patch is a lot faster to go over than the last one. We covered 722, right? That was a big one. Yes. Um, but in this one, everything is like specific hero tweaks, except Basilius getting plus one damage, which is like a minor thing. Uh, th there isn't a lot of big stuff happening in this patch, but the big stuff that is happening, I'll just quickly go over, because I think there's there's like three big winners here. Or rather, not three big winners. There's two big losers and one big winner, I think. And the two big losers <laughs> deserve it. Uh, in the last big tournament, we had ESL Birmingham. Uh, Chen and Io had ridiculously high pick and ban rates. Uh, the pros favor these heroes a lot and think they are like conceptually extremely powerful, and both of them got nerfed really hard. I'm not going to go over all the specific changes, but the reason that these heroes are getting the nerfs is not uh, pub experience. This is competitive-related, for sure. Uh, both mm -hmm. heroes are getting hit pretty hard. And then I think the big... There, it's, it's like, I'm a bit on the fence here about how big of a winner he is here, but Tinker's talent changes are actually really good. He gets 150 GPM on level 15 instead of 30 movement speed, which is kind of useless for the hero anyway. Yeah. Uh, and his spell steal, uh, spell lifesteal talent on 15 is also increased if you want to take that one instead. And his March of the Machines talent on level 20 is also improved, in addition to March being improved on lower levels in terms of mana costs. So... Um, I think I think that hero will see more play. And then finally, I'll do one honorable mention, I guess, which is Undying. He actually had a bug fix in this, which was a pretty big deal. Because um, they changed the way Tombstone takes non-hero damage a couple of patches back, I think. But they didn't uh, fix the values corresponding to that with the talent and with Soul Rip's healing on the Tombstone. So basically, mm -hmm. Undying's level 20 talent that gives the Tombstone more health didn't work fully. It gave it like 3 health instead of 5. Uh, and now Soul Rip hit, heals it fully. So if you guys play Undying, you should give it a go. It's probably going to be a lot better. And I mean, in addition nobody, to that, they also buffed Undying, Soul Rip. Though. They made Soul Rip better. Because, like, let's be honest, the previous Soul Rip, right? On max level, it could heal based on up to 16 targets being in the AoE. Which is, how often does that happen, that there's 16 units in a fight? It's not that common. Uh, so now they've lowered the max units by two, but then they've increased the healing uh, mm -hmm. as well per unit. So it's just it's just always better unless there's like 16 units where the old one could have maybe been slightly better. So just you forgot uh, to mention, Underlord really also got one armor, so he's going to be played every game now. I think. so did Invoker right. and so did Triant. Yes. Why would Triant need? Triant just seems like Triant's armor is trash. Yeah, but he he has such high HP, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And mm -hmm. he's very elusive. I don't know. This hero, based on the changes that were made in 7.22, I feel like we should be seeing that here a little bit more. But Maybe uh, a bit more. We'll see. Okay. Yep. So that is the patch. A lot of numbers. Uh, nothing mm -hmm. crazy. I think Chen got the biggest changes. but uh, He got hit hard. Really yeah. hard, I think. He might have been nerfed too hard, actually. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. So, oh, this is for the video people I forgot to mention. Cinder, did you see what I'm wearing today? 
Oh, the Sun's Nugget. Yay. This would look really good on you, Cinderin. Would it? Yeah. Well, send me a free one then, because the show is fucking paying Mm, for it. Okay. Can't play favorites. Not even a laugh. You know it's real. (laughs) Can't play favorites, buddy. (laughs) All right. uh, So you and I were both participating in Twitch Rivals uh, in a little different way. So Twitch Mm -hmm. Rivals, for those that don't know, they do it for every game. I actually went to the studio uh, for Auto Chess a few weeks back, and I went the, the other day for uh dota and cindern was playing in it and i was casting it if you want to call that casting uh it was reverse captain's mode which i have never cast before actually so i Mm -hmm. found it very intriguing you and you guys got to draft teams you were one of eight captains i believe and you picked zayori for some reason What, what what went wrong there uh he was second to last pick or something third don't tell him Third to last. <laughs> Third to last pick you out of everyone. You picked him before yeah. Lyrical. Lyrical's actually pretty good. I think I think I I checked their Dota buffs and Andrew had higher MMR or something. But really? it might have been outdated. Maybe it's outdated. I don't know. Wow. I think he did pretty well, though. So I no regrets, honestly. No That's regrets. Good. What did you think of the tournament? Because Admiral Bulldog slash BSJ were on the same team. They won the whole thing. Yep. You guys were close to actually making it to the finals, but... Yep. I mean, it was a really quick uh-huh. turn, but super high price, but 50k for like five games. That's insane. Yeah. yeah, it was very, very good prize pool for this kind of fun mode. Uh, it was it was fun to play. I think it was great content. Like we enjoyed streaming it, having people on, just talking about the game, uh, chilling, playing. Obviously, it's a very different perspective when you play these kind of fun tournaments that are serious at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean criticism would be the format right but that's like the competitor in me that feels like okay if you have these like three best of ones and only one team goes through the group there's a bit of like random element not excusing our luck to or our our loss to bad luck or anything it's just mm-hmm. yeah we play we played the bulldog team first game uh they came in way better prepared for playing the mode he just drafted way better than us and then we super <laughs> fast adapted and and outpicked our opponents in the next two games but then well you lost the first one so now you it's like it's like playing best of one in dota right like, yeah Pros don't like best of ones generally. They want best of threes because they want to have that chance of adapting to the strategy the enemy throws at you. But you don't get that chance in the best of one format. So, so uh, I, what I, I did a... like, though, that I want to mention yes, quickly please. is, you know, I've been kind of ranting about this in the past. I don't know if I have on this show, uh, but about the prize pool structure in Dota in general, how top heavy it is. Mm. Uh, I think the kind of prize payout they had for this tournament is was really refreshing to see because every group stage match had high value. And the absolute most you could win as the winner of the tournament was 19000 out of $50,000. So the first place prize was below 40%. Uh, mm-hmm. And get, even just winning games in group stage, even if you were mathematically already knocked out, you had something serious to play for. Like, what's 3K out of 50K? Let me just do the math on this. Uh, you're playing for 6% of the prize pool in every game, which is, you know, pretty reasonable. Like, that's a good amount when you mm-hmm. have this few games. So I really liked that about it, that it wasn't just like... Winner takes 30k and second place takes 15 and third takes five or something like that. You know, like it was. I think it was way more up my alley in terms of how they reward players. Because you know, you make content, you're there, you're playing. You should be rewarded for being a part of it, right? What did you think think of the meta? Because when I when we were theorizing beforehand, theory crafting, what people would do, uh, I don't know exactly. I think we were like, okay, we got to do one of two things. I mean, this is the both extremes. Yeah. You pick an all early game like support line, a very squishy, or you go give them all late game heroes. Because for those people that yeah. don't know, I guess we should have mentioned this. Reverse captain's dress essentially means you are picking the heroes for your opponent. The other team. Yeah. So I think the most, we saw a couple of them 
a couple of the games where people would pick the heavy support. But for the most part, and by far the most success, was picking these extreme late-game carries that just sucked for the laning stage, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but it ends up being just those two lineups against each other. Whoever got the one hero that was flexible. Like, for example, you'd have Anti-Mage, Spectre, and all these really hard carries on the same team. And then you'd have to give up something, right? Like, there was one game where they just randomly gave them Night Stalker, and that team crushed because they had... Literally oh, because was, they had Night Stalker. that was Stalker. fun. I liked Was that, that your game? I played Night Stalker in a game. <laughs> I, I don't think I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> we'll play. We'll Were play you ball. surprised nah. by the, the meta at all? Not at all, no. This is how it goes. These, uh, I knew going into the tournament that the worst possible strategy you can get is just having a lot of carries. Because Dota is a game of momentum, right? It builds up from start to finish. And if the players are good enough, they don't make enough mistakes that the carries get to get online. I think giving five supports away is a 15-minute GG against five carries, if they're actually good. They will win all three lanes. They will buy team fight items, and then the carries can't fight at all. Like, mm-hmm. if you have a mech pipe crimson guard or whatever you just go into the game like there's nothing they can do we actually so, cast the game where that did not happen actually five supports got crushed by five carries that should not happen so right. uh there might have been some serious mistakes made there at least in my opinion i i don't see it um so yeah i i was not surprised uh, i've also had some previous experience playing reverse cm uh some years back i think it was when the mode was new there was like a fun tournament run uh, at the time and I remember it was similar. Like, you would get outpicked in one or two games maybe by just not realizing what was stupidly bad, a.k.a. broken for the most. And then mm-hmm. once you realize what the really bad heroes are, everyone was just picking the bad carries, right? The, the, yeah. It was fun to see in this tournament how fast the meta developed. It was like, after round two, suddenly everybody knew what was garbage. See, I, I'm actually thinking about contacting Twitch rivals and telling them that I don't think that format's good for future ones. I pitched... I think ability draft is the best by far. It's super. Ability fun. draft is fun. ARDM is fun if it gets fixed. I think it's broken right now or something. ARDM is um, fun. That's true. But I actually I did pitch a suggestion, but it was I we got invited really short notice for this, just a couple of days before. Uh, but I did pitch a suggestion that I think we've talked about this before. Did we run a reverse CM event at any point? Uh, no. That there should be one of each stat per team. So you need one strength, one agility, and one end hero in both teams. Mm. Okay. Uh, and if you somehow fail in the draft, if you make a mistake and don't give them the right stats, you have to all chat what hero it is instead that you picked. <laughs> Very you know, Mistakes solution. can happen, and you don't want to redo the whole draft from scratch, right? right. You just remake AP. Because I think... I, I had this feeling going in, I was like, th- these games have a tendency of either being really, really stompy and just relatively uninteresting, or being very slow and relatively uninteresting. Yeah, I, I, I felt, think the I mean, games got better than I expected, actually. But still, there's a well, lot. Well, that's the thing. I feel like a lot of it is because we haven't done that in so long. But I, like, it was all fresh. But I could see mm-hmm. that becoming extremely old. Just carries versus carries all the time. Oh, that's yeah. going to be the only sure. thing happening. So I, I would personally like ability draft as uh, if you could balance it a bit. Which, that's a whole other story. <laughs> the ability yeah. draft is so broken. <laughs> well, ability draft, all you need yeah. to do is draft bodies before the skills then I think it's balanced. Because I see. The worst part of ability draft is getting is clinks, which I did. get all the fucking time. I get clinks. The worst right, hero the to get ability... Yeah, I could rant about that forever. It actually happens all the time. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was Twitch Rivals. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm guessing yep. you had fun as that well. That was good. Good. Yeah, I would I would love to be back. The I think it was really well run. That's something we didn't talk about. In terms of like timing, it was pretty short notice, but the organization of the whole thing from start to finish when it was live was was super smooth. 
mm-hmm. they were there constantly very quick at answering questions very like just readily available giving all the information setting everything up super smooth so that was very good okay uh all right next the collector's cache came out it yep. came with 18 sets which was a little bit less than what we thought and i highly doubt they're doing a second one because i was thinking about it some more and talking How with come? neil wouldn't it be weird to release the next because you rank them one to 18 so now the next one it's 19 to 36 doesn't that take away from the chest that they weren't as highly rated by the community you know what i mean just feels a little weird uh but i did go back and look and in the past for collector's cash they've always done two i i could see that perspective but at the same time just the fact that they are 19 to 35 or whatever let's say that that doesn't make the sets bad there were a lot of really good no, sets I, that didn't make it in just because the competition was so fierce. Yeah, And I think we wouldn't have be having this conversation if they made this cache like 25 sets. Then we wouldn't be like, wow, why are the 19th to 25th in this cache, right? You'd just be like, oh, it's the top 25 they put in. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, but now it's not. Now it's a separate cache for the yeah, yeah. quote-unquote worst sets. I know what you mean. Um yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I would have to look at the, like, drop-off in quality because I, I personally don't... You know, if I were to vote, probably out of these 18 sets that made it in, maybe I only liked six or seven or eight of them uh, mm-hmm. more than other sets. Yeah, so and the next I, I batch won't be bad the wording, The wording that they came out with implied lightly that there would not be a second cache. I can't remember exactly uh-huh. what they said, but it was... There was, like, a Tidehunter set that was it. tied. It's like, this will be out at some other time. So it just kind of implied that there wouldn't be a second cash, but who knows? I mean, the other thing yeah, to keep in mind, we'll Cinderin, is that the prize pool is going to crush last year already, right? They don't really need looks, to. Yeah. They don't really need to push content necessarily, because you want to get it as close to last year as possible, but you need to beat it. The one set I that think I was really now. Mm-hmm. I think what happens now is the next thing that comes out is Morakai, and then we'll see what that does uh, for the development of the prize pool and for the community satisfaction with the battle pass, right? Mm-hmm. Cause obviously it's one of the big deals about this is, is the community happy with it? Imagine they could have been like, Oh, we're not putting in a collector's cash because the, the battle pass is sold enough. They would be like, why we want a collector's cash. We get that every year. Uh, but you know, if, if the overall satisfaction with the product is really high and people are like, wow, this cash was really good. Maybe you don't need a second one to, was Morakai, you know, so. did you need a certain level or does that just come with the battle pass? Uh, I think it comes with the battle pass and then you get, Okay. Some bonus in it by having levels. I feel like the whatever they come out with the tiny, the tiny set's gonna do better than Morakai would. I mean, think about the fact oh, yeah, that I'm excited about that. Actually. Tiny, they've not had a set for four or five years, right? Like that's gonna be the first thing in True. a long time. People are starved for tiny cosmetics right now, and it's very, it's like it's one of the more affordable items in the companion, right? It's level two fifty five. So yeah. Relative to Axe, who's at 425, there's a pretty big difference. If Huge. you're like, uh, I don't want all of them, then... Was there any set in this cache that you particularly loved? Uh, let me check. The one that stood out for me was the, the the crocodile or alligator slark. I absolutely love that. But then... Oh, yeah, that one stood out to me, too. That's I probably the piece I like the least out of the whole, whole cache. <laughs> Are you serious? So. Yeah, for real? I don't like that. I don't like that. Wow. That is I don't like it. So you like it when it's not changed as drastically, because I love the drastic changes. 
It reminds I think, me of no, uh, I, I'm okay with drastic changes. Honestly, I think I think it's it can be fun when something kind of crazy happens. I just I just don't like the look of the head. That's it. That's it's just a, personal. You know, it's a crocodile. What do you mean you don't like crocodiles? Don't like alligators? You don't like Sobek, the black caiman? I, I just I don't. Hmm? How do I explain this? There's yeah, something please. about it. it. Maybe it's also like something as simple as like the color. You know, it's really it's very. It feels a little bit out of place to me. I don't know. All right, well, it's I'm going to finish my like point. Different, but yeah, go ahead. So I really was excited to use that. And then I realized that it would take place my immortal headpiece, which I think is a rare, like an ultra oh, rare. Oh, has a headpiece? Yeah. Immortal? I don't think I like, have that one. So I'm like, ah, oh, that, so that, that kind of brings me to the point where the cosmetics, they can only do so much. They need to try to focus on the parts that immortals don't exist for people like me that have all the immortals. Okay. I don't have so the immortal, but then again, it doesn't really matter because you're still playing Slark. So, yeah, that's true. That that's <laughs> so definitely true. So no sets. Nobody likes that here. Uh, okay, I guess my pick second anything. least liked. No, pick your favorite. What do you mean? You haven't even said one no, no, that you like. No, I want to go over this too. I, <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm also on this podcast. I get to say my opinion too. Um, All right, fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please, sorry. Uh, I, I don't. I don't like the cowboy hat on PA. Okay, I'm sure. Oh. I'm sure you're gonna hate me for that too. Oh. I don't like it. Oh. I think the weapon, the weapon and the armor is super cool. Okay, I really okay. like it. Uh, I just again, it it's just it's a bit out of place. I don't, I don't know. Who cares? I, I personally, I had no problem. Look, I had no problem with the Ursa. Um, what? With no, no, with it the being cowboy? removed. Oh, no, no, okay. I had no problem with it being removed <laughs> I because I feel like, you know, I love I love the cosmetics and I love the idea of the characters changing, but I still feel like they should. I, I have to me, there's a difference between glance value and theme. OK, I feel like the theme should still stick to what the hero is. What kind of fucking assassin wears a cowboy hat? Like, seriously, a seriously sort badass of one. Is this an anime reference that I don't know or something? All right, well, like, the good news for you, Cinderin. Even though I didn't get it, so it doesn't matter for me because it's a mm-hmm. freaking really rare piece. The good news for you is it takes the place of the Arcana headpiece, so nobody's going <laughs> to use it. <laughs> That's true. No, okay, you know what? I can give you the perfect example of a set that I really like that is very okay. different. The Rubik one. I think that one's awesome. It fucking turns his head into okay. stone, but I feel like I feel like this set, them, for me, the theme... This fits more with what the hero is like. He's like this mysterious kind of. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I also don't care. I want okay, okay. That's I want baby invoker in the game. What is cool? What is cool in this? The invoker or the Rubik is obviously fantastic, but he's also the ultra rare. I have not got it. Yeah. Apart from that, I really like the. I think the Grimstroke one is pretty cool. It's the first set for the hero too. I think it's a good introduction set for the hero. Um. I really like the Dragon Knight set too. Actually, really? the Scorched hmm. Amber one. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, Interesting I like it choice. A lot. Uh, I don't like the Dragon form like, on that set because uh, I haven't looked too closely at the Dragon actually. But just like again, thematically for the hero, it's like combining nature and fire. Right. That's a very good match for dragons. Right. So I, I like this thematically. This. I set. really like uh, the Turtle Tide Hunter, and then I realized I would have to replace my awesome Tide Hunter cosmetics, which I can't do. Oh. Like the shark head and the, what is that thing that they have in Bioshock? The underwater helmet thingy. I don't know what those are called. Whatever the Tidehunter thing. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, can't You can't replace those. They're too good. So I can't use any parts of these sets that I like. It makes me sad, you know? But yeah, 
This is the world we live in. Well, that's first world problem, I think. Yes, right there. exactly. But All still, right. it's a valid problem. I'm not going to take anything away from your problem. Very okay. valid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I think that was a good enough. Okay, I think so that's it for the cash room. Something interesting happened today, and if you're listening on, uh, or if you're watching this, then it's a little later than today, but Underlords... Dota Underlords content was leaked onto the Auto Chess subreddit. Actually, not just the Auto Chess subreddit. It was on like every subreddit by the same person. Uh, essentially shows some gameplay, the menus. It's all on mobile. The guy's phone. First of all, it leaks. Although on some level, I can understand why people would disagree with this statement. Because uh, I understand like from if you haven't heard anything, it's great to see some stuff, right? I understand that. But leaking it mm-hmm. is so... Ugh, if you're it really hurts the content creators that want to like I'm not in the beta or anything like that or whatever they're doing right now for underlords. It hurts mm-hmm. the chances of people getting in based on the fact that people are just willing to leak information, you know? Oh, it, that's one thing. That's yes. from that's from the user standpoint. That's from yes. like our standpoint of wanting to play the game. But I think personally the much bigger problem is that when you leak stuff like this that's in like alpha or early beta or whatever. It, Perception generally, is created. Generally, it doesn't get people hyped, but this is not the end product, but it's still, it kind of, it's like it reflects poorly, but that's not what, like every beta is like that. If you watch the early beta of Dota 2 and that got leaked, like let's say a year before TI1, Mm-hmm. came came about i think the community perception about how ti would be would be so different than what it ended up being because it was pretty hype when it came out right uh it's just like the er- when you look back and look at it, some of the early beta and alpha stuff in dota 2 it looks you know it looks like fucking placeholders and it is right yeah. so if you if you leak content like this and people are like man this looks like shit well guess what he's recording it on a phone and it's an alpha or an early beta this is not what the end game will look like so that's but the you other risk thing. that it kills hype that yeah, sucks no- I, the thing that really bothered me was a couple. First of all, it was on a phone, and the phone quality was fucking garbage. Like, is this a phone from like the 1990s? Like, holy shit! How can he not do better than 360p or whatever the resolution was? Horrible resolution. Oh, I and, have an answer for this actually. Yeah, I do have. Oh, go on. Uh, you can go on first. Well, not only low resolution, but he's on low quality apparently for the settings and his commentary. Yeah. Oh my. God, kill me, dude. Like, I'm a negative person. That is the most negative person I've... <laughs> he literally admits several times that he has never played auto chess and then continues to shit on auto chess. Like, whatever. I just feel like yeah. that if they're going to... If somebody's going to leak it, at least do it right, you know? Did you watch it all the way to the end? Yes. And then he I did added not that. watch it all the way to the end, but I skipped to the end. Okay. This 100% looks like somebody who has an agenda. Like, yes. oh, it's one sure, thing sure. to leak. If, if you leak a game because you're like, oh man, I'm excited about this game and I want the world to see. And I know I'm not technically supposed to do that, but I'm so hyped and I want people to see. It. That's one thing. Okay. That's the like positive leak, if you will, or someone is excited and want to show people. This leak wasn't even a negative leak. It wasn't like, oh man, I, I'm disappointed by it. It seemed like literally this guy was targeting Valve and trying to prove mm-hmm. a point. Like, this is what you guys used to say about your games. Look at this shit. I'm going to take your alpha game, put it on lowest settings, record it on a Nokia 3310, <laughs> and then post it online so your game can look as bad as possible. Right. And then I'm going to blame it on you. Like, come on, dude. Really? You didn't even, if he didn't even play the game and wasn't a fan to begin with, first of all like how did he get access that's one thing that's the thing that makes yeah that's the unfortunate thing and he even admitted he never he said he started the tutorial four or five times and never actually finished it because he got bored like 
It's a tutorial. Oh, okay. Like, what is wrong it's with you? It's a tutorial you? in an alpha. It's testing Good the concept whether God. the game works or not. Like, okay. All right. He did. Did he call it a beta? Technically, I mean it. It says in beta it? season in the text, which I'm going to read in a minute here. Okay. Uh, gotcha. Okay. So, so they. It's it's early beta, I think. Still, though. Yeah. But anyway. So the reason that anyway. I was talking about the whole. Per, how do I put this? Because I understand that from a, a normal quote unquote person, they wouldn't understand what I really mean. Uh, but I think you do, Cinderin. The fact that something yeah, like this hurts, normal. like Valve, their communication in general towards the public is really bad, right? That's been known for years. Their communication with people that do content is also quite bad. It might even be on the same level, believe it or not. The rare chance that people like us get to do stuff in things like, like Artifact was another example, not to bring up Artifact again. But oh, let's talk about that. That had a ton of leaks, a ton of leaks over and over yeah. again. And it just it ruins the relationship between what could be Valve and content creators working together to make something good, where now it's just and, this is just shitting on that entire ideology. And you know? not only that, it might in the end ruin the quality of the end product because they are very cautious with beta testing and who they bring in and they don't get a big enough sample size of different types of people that test their game and report different things back, right? Right. If you get really cautious because you're like, everybody's going to leak it and now your betas go from having a 1,000 users to 50, that will very likely affect the quality of the end product because you just don't have the same amount of data to work with. And Valve mm -hmm. love working with data. They want people to test their game because if there's one thing that is sacred from my experience to Valve, it is that the numbers speak for themselves. Like they really are very data driven, which in their industry I think is very natural and a, a good business model to have that you let let data decide a lot. So what do you do if you have less data? Then it's less reliable and less precise, and that's just a shame. Uh, and then obviously from our perspective as content creators, right? You're absolutely right. I, I still would say that is secondary though, because in the end it's about is the game good or not? Because if mm -hmm. it, if the game comes out and it's good, and let's say we didn't get to develop the relations like we talked about in the beta or whatever. If it's still a good game, we're going to make good content, okay? If the game is worth it, it will be fun and people will love it. Uh, but it's, it, that's the bigger problem to me is the risk that the title just ends up flopping because of stuff like this. Well, Fortunately, I, I, in this case, I guess the concept is pretty fucking tested in Dota, right? With uh, yeah. with Auto Chess, at least. So No, that's true. That and we, we can talk about some of the similarities. Since this is public information now, we might as well talk about some yeah. of it. Uh, I, I will say the guy that leaked it also claimed that he never signed an NDA, which I can say I never signed an NDA for Artifact. Didn't stop me from doing anything or from, uh, like, obviously I didn't leak anything, even though I didn't sign the NDA because I know the rules. But why not have people sign NDAs, Cinderin? Um, no, but you wouldn't leak if you signed an NDA. If you were under threat of, like, if you could get sued or whatever the ramifications are, I, I don't see a real reason not to have NDAs. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think about it. Well, while you think about it, we can show uh, or we can talk about some of the know. text that we saw on the screen. So this, of course, was on the mobile. So I don't know what's... I mean, obviously, nothing's going to be final, but the text at the the welcome screen says, Beta season. Welcome to the beta season of Dota Underlords. With every new season, the selection of Underlords, heroes, synergies, and items will change. For the beta season, we're focusing on a core set of heroes, synergies, and items and before we add the new category of underlords to choose from. Thank you for joining us on this adventure. This will be an exciting time where the team will be constantly updating with new features until we get to 1.0 and launch season one. So that sounds interesting, the fact that they're going to be... It sounds like they'll change a lot eventually. 
maybe it'll have similar balancing and patching to what they do in Dota, right? Where something runs for, let's say, a, a month, two months, it gets figured out what is strong, and then they mix it up again and throw in new mm. stuff and rebalance and tweak. Uh, which is a very different approach, to be fair, than what Artifact had, where the game barely got patched for half a year or a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made almost zero changes in game design in that game with patching. So this looks like, I don't know if we should take this as they learned from that experience, because there's not necessarily anything wrong with not patching for months if the game is really well balanced. But that's extremely difficult to do with the level of complexity that these games have uh, mm-hmm. to make it really balanced. So I think this is a healthy sign. It sounds like they're committed to being active with it, which I well, it, it you know, sounds current big titles have a lot of patches in general. So it's it sounds good. less about patches, or it sounds less like that to me, and more that you'll have let's say let's say every hero is available to use mm-hmm. for this game. Seasons will have a select number that you can use. Oh, so I mean they like they take like an array. They that rotate. Is, this month, these 20 heroes are playable. Next yes. month, these 20 heroes. Possible. Again, that could be I, I'm yeah, not saying that's, that's how I read this, though. That's like when it says with every new it's, season, yeah. the selection of underlords, heroes, synergies, and items will change. That's what that means to me. The uh, selection will change. Yeah. Yeah. True. But that doesn't mean, you know, it could change in terms of being expanded, right? You could still have the old ones yeah. and the, there's more true. items. It's, it's up to interpretation. Anyway, yeah. we can talk a That's few true. about a couple of the heroes that uh, are different or additions, mm-hmm. I suppose, versus auto chess. Uh, for the tier one, we got Warlock and Bloodseeker. Tier two, we have Pudge. <laughs> and tier three, we have Arc Warden. Those are the, the four heroes that were different than what we're used to seeing. I can't imagine. Yeah. What would Pudge has to be Hook? But how do you do Hook? I don't think you can do Hook. Right, he could also have rot, right? Yeah, rot. It just feels like it's super short. I mean, yeah, rot could be okay actually, but then you're yeah, hurting yourself. No, no whatever. Yeah, you tweak the numbers, right? Yeah. Uh, some interesting things that was shown in the leaked video: profiles of and the stats for each hero. You can see them easily. The obviously you talked about the tutorial, a lot of information. Like you look at the creeps, the like what rounds they come up, um, and there's a lot of new items. I didn't write them all down, but I want to talk about a couple. So for mm-hmm. a tier one item, Boots of Speed gives you 100% move speed. And the thing that I noticed from the battle or the the fighting, units don't hop around like they do in auto. They actually just walk. I, why do they hop around in auto chess? I don't know. I always thought the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think this is super fine. I yeah, It just seems smoother to me. And then a tier five. I think five, that's a good change. Yeah, tier five item called the Recruiter. The tier 5, I guess, is the highest, I believe. The first re-roll mm. each round is free. That sounds when do you, super cool. When do you get tier 5 items, usually? Let's say I they kept the design. Like know. level 35, 40, maybe? Mm, is probably it that 30? It's in that range. I'm not sure okay. off the hand. But so that's, that's still pretty good. You might have this for like 10 to 15 rounds before the game ends, if it's similar to Auto right. Chess, maybe. But... The so idea of having an item like this is kind of crazy, right? I, I really like that idea. Yeah. It's, it's it's as it often is with things like this. It's like something sounds super cool, but then you need to hold it up against what it isn't, right? Let's mm. say you have this instead of a sacred relic. How good is it then? You know, True. or is it instead of a demon edge? Well, right. We can because it's dropping instead of another item. We're te- assuming. Eh, right? 
Well, we'll get to that in a second, yeah. actually. So let's talk okay. about this first, because uh, I want to talk about the item system last. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah uh, you're right. Yeah. So classes and species, we saw some renames, which is interesting, uh, which I want to talk about this with you in a second. But uh, Ogre Magi and Warlock are the same. They're called Bloodbound. Uh, orcs are known as Brawny, and Dwarves mm -hmm. are Deadeyes. Is this more about, okay. like, are these Warcraft names? Like the Dwarf no. Orcs? Is that Warcraft? That's Warcraft, right? Orc? That's not Dota. Like in the Dota 2 lore, does it yeah. say anything about orcs? I don't think so. Oh, you mean that? Uh, no, I don't think we have a single orc. Okay. So I it never really and Sniper, registered Sniper in my mind. Sniper is a dwarf in Dota 1, but in Dota 2, he is a, what are they called? Oh, yeah. What is that called? Uh, uh, oh, Keenfolk? <laughs> Damn. Keenfolk, yes. And then the, the orc thing, there's like, we have a thing called Oglody, right? Or yeah, Oglody. however you pronounce it. Yeah, Oglody. yeah. I don't think we have orcs. So I think, yeah, I think they're just thematically changing this to be something okay. more Dota-like, I guess. Yeah, that's, makes sense. That's it. Okay. I don't know if there's much else. Uh, the other thing, and again, this is on mobile, this is on low quality, the art style. I don't know if it's just this video. Did you notice anything about it? It looked... And I'm personally not a fan. This is the one thing I didn't like. It felt like it was the heroes were Borderland heroes, or like even League of Legends kind of. You know what yeah, I mean? they were a little bit. Uh, how to say? I don't know how to explain it. They pop out. They're like paper mache almost. Yeah, I think that might be. I'm gonna give it the. On the there will be a PC version for this, right? There's mobile and PC. I yeah, I, I assume. I I think they said. Did he say that, the guy in the clip? I'm not sure. Anyway. I mean, I'd be shocked if uh, there wasn't because they're replacing auto chess, right? Yeah, so. it really should be, right? So I think in the mobile version, you have some limitations in terms of how high quality you can render models and stuff. So maybe it's just to, you know, make it easier to see things on the screen. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the version he has, if he, and on top of that, has low quality and bad recording, like maybe it doesn't do it justice. And again, it's an early beta. Yeah. So the models might just be implemented in a way that makes it easy for them to track interactions and track certain things uh, that they're testing. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't think about it too much, but I do think in the end, the art style on the mobile version will not look as cool as the PC version or as Dota does, because I just think it's unrealistic to run that with, if you have a multiplayer game with eight players on a mobile phone with all of those details, I feel like the game is going to lag. And your first priority is that the gameplay should be smooth, right? So I mean, you can play, uh, yeah. you can play PUBG on a phone these days. Is that really a thing though? I don't know how the graphics look. The graphics. I mean, maybe. Uh, people say I just it's smoother like the, the than Dota PC renders. Even. The Dota renders are pretty high quality, right? Yeah, I guess so. Aren't they? But PUBG is. Although a Dota, Dota large is generally map. a CPU game rather than a graphics card game. I, I don't know enough about this I mean, to make a clear this is all statement. I'm not an expert. Yeah. So, all right. So the final anyway. thing that we saw, which is the most interesting by far, because we talked about how much. We hated the item system in Auto Chess. It's the one yep. thing that we both agree is god-awful in Auto Chess. So in this game, based on what we saw, when you get when after a creep round, three items pop up and you choose which item to hold or to Thank receive. God. That is way better, right? Way better. That is That's so true. much better already. Yeah. Is it the best? I don't know. Is it better? Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent better. better. Uh, from our perspective. Yes. Okay. That if is you're, it. If you're there for a lot of fun and just casual, 
let's go. Let's hope I get the purple drop round one. Then mm-hmm. not so good, I guess. I, I suppose this also means that they do really strict tiering of items, right? And they might change the tiers. I, I feel like in in auto chess, all of the items that drop in the first tier are not equal in strength, right? It's one yeah. thing that they do different things, but just there's just some that are just objectively better than others. Like Ring of Health and Mana. Uh... The Perseverance that you can get super early is... You, know. you mean the double perseverance that I got at round three and got a refresher round three? For example, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Anyway. Okay. All right, moving on. Uh, this is kind of mm-hmm. different content than we're used to doing, actually. I'm interested to see how people react. I want to talk about Google Stadia because they came out with a little thing a few days ago. Uh, I should mention we've, that... We've talked about it before, right? Just yes. Not, we've talked we about it briefly. Yeah, okay. I should say E3, as of this recording, the first day is over. By the time you guys watch this on YouTube, it'll be two days, but we're not going to talk about E3 until next week, because I, I figured we just okay. let it settle and then talk about that as a whole. But Google okay. Stadia is interesting, because it, it's cloud computing. Uh, essentially, you can play games from your computer, uh, you know, the browser using Chromecast or your Pixel 3 phone, but you don't need the processing power. You play from a server that Google has where their hardware is ridiculous, right? So this service launches November and will have 31 games. The Founder Edition is $130, which comes with the the starter kit, which is a Chromecast Ultra, uh, limited edition controller, three months of pro service, which we'll get to in a second, and allows you to do 4K, 60 FPS, and it gives you discounts to some games. So that is the Founder's Edition. There's going to be a free tier later in 2020 that allows you to do 1080p, 60 FPS. Essentially, think of it kind of, I'm going to, it's not quite like Netflix because you have to still buy the games, but think of it like you pay $10 a month for this service and you can play on whatever device, essentially. You still buy your games. Is this something you would ever, I don't feel like we would ever use something like this, right? This is for a different demographic because I love building my computer. (laughs) Like this would um, essentially replace that. It kind of depends on, I would say, hardware limitation. So, for example, I have games that I play on the Switch, right? And that mm-hmm. I love playing on the Switch. And there are plenty of games that don't have a PC release version. And if I want to stream them, for example, uh, there's a game coming out later this year that I'm excited to play, which is not coming for PC until next year. Uh, with something like this, maybe I could be interested in playing it oh. on the Stadia just to have 4K streaming from a console, even think right? Of that wow, because I can I can do that, right? Huh. Um, I think that's interesting, at least from strictly playing it yourself. Uh, for example, we have Dark Souls on the Switch, um, and there are areas in that game that you know still it still doesn't run very nice, smooth 60 FPS the whole time. So again, mm. that could be a benefit in that in the strictly. The processing power of that. From a computer perspective, I'm not as sold on it. I don't think this is something I would be using much because my computer can run the games that I want to play. Uh, and if I were, were to run into trouble with it, I think I would upgrade my computer rather than right. uh, get this service because I would want to have a computer that can play the games I have. So That's very interesting, um, though, because yeah. I did not think about playing stuff that's not available on PC, potentially, being able to stream that stuff. That That makes a lot more sense for what we do. But... I feel like, generally speaking, this is not for us anyway, though, right? This is a completely different demographic, I feel like. I would say largely, and I think the big winners of this, arguably, depending on pricing and stuff, I think I feel like the big winners are uh, players from areas where it's harder to afford 
uh, really high-end gear, uh, like yes. a really strong computer or whatever. And we talked about last time the potential maybe for, um, what are they called? I think they call them PC bangs in Korea or whatever, but at least LAN like cafes. LAN cafes, basically. Uh, LAN cafes where people get together and play to be able to play all sorts of games in super high resolution together and stuff mm-hmm. and really enjoy it. I think the social aspect of this from a LAN cafe perspective is really interesting, and I really think they should try to you know monetize this. Uh, take advantage of the possibilities mm-hmm. they would have with it. So I think so those are the bigger winners. The mm-hmm. notable games for Stadia, which again, if you guys didn't listen to a previous podcast, is the worst name possible. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, God help me, that's such a bad name. Um, Destiny Two, you'll get with your with any with the subscription service for free. Um, and then other games, I think that I don't, I think you still have to buy these games. I'm not hundred percent sure. I think you still buy them, but NBA 2K, mm-hmm. Borderlands 3, Mortal Kombat 11, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, etc. So there's a bunch of games, but the biggest thing, and we're probably going to talk about this more next week because I'm sure there's more announcements at E3, Microsoft, Sony, Amazon, and Verizon are trying to do similar things, which is very interesting. Everybody feels like they're just piling onto this next gen idea and yeah. hoping it's not like 3D glasses where they're worthless. 3D monitors, horrible. But horrible Steam tech. is not? Steam is not what? Trying to do this? Uh, I mean, don't they as kind far of as we already? Know. That, or what? Kind of, isn't that what Steam Link is? Kind of? You don't pay a service. It's free. Does, does Steam, Steam Link... Does Steam Link take the whole processing power to steam as well no it's your computer but you can do it from yeah. other look so you can use like we talked about this yeah earlier, so it's still you, your hardware so that's the big yeah, difference right is I that the so. computing power okay yeah yeah so i don't think they'll be doing it but who knows okay um does I'm, I'm just thinking about these notable games are any of these games uh not on a console version do you I know think, that no i i think all of these all games on exist something. on console right yeah or does Borderlands pretty, have a console version? It does. I think it does. I'm and trying Destiny, to think, I don't know if they have uh, any. They have some exclusives, but they're not nothing big. There's nothing big. I'm right not now. much of a console player. I'm just thinking, again, from the perspective of what we were talking about, how this makes sense. It's interesting mm-hmm. if all of the notable games are games that already exist on console and PC, right? Mm-hmm. So they're trying to bring in both markets on this. And it looks like they are. I could be wrong here, but I feel like all of these games have a console version. Right. Um, okay. Okay. So that's just... An interesting topic I thought we'd discuss, and who knows mm-hmm. if it ends up being anything or it could f- crash and burn like the next thing we're talking about. So, Blizzard, <laughs> they canceled a StarCraft II FPS, apparently, in favor of Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. The code name... So, go ahead. So, this StarCraft 2 FPS... Yeah. Did they ever announce that they were doing that? No. Or did they just announce that they canceled the project? I think it was leaked that it was canceled. I. Gotcha. Okay. I feel like that was a really weird announcement to make. Hey guys. <laughs> we're, yeah. We know we hear we hear you loud and clear you want Diablo 4. So what we've chosen to is cancel this thing that you never right. knew about. We just want to let you know. Okay. Well, I feel like yeah. uh, there was StarCraft Ghost a long time ago. That was more hyped there was, and then it was yeah, canceled. I remember that. I remember. Uh, but anyway, Ghost, the yeah. code name for StarCraft 2 FPS apparently was Ares. Uh, and this is a quote from an article I read. The team had built prototypes in which the player, as a Terran Marine, could gun down Zerg aliens. That sounds awesome, by the way. And there were plans to experiment with playable Zerg as well. That makes me kind of question the idea as a whole that you didn't have all three uh, races to begin with. Are they called races? I don't know about that. Yeah, really? I think they do. Or factions? I don't know. 
Don't they call them races in StarCraft? I I think so. But anyway, I I figured you'd be able to play all three. Like the fact that it's experimental, you're playing Zerg. That's isn't that the whole point? That that would sound really cool to play a freaking Zergling, you know? I don't know how you do Zergling Marine. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, the last the last quote that I'll read here is for in terms of Overwatch Two. I think is this Overwatch? I actually can't remember. What we've heard about Overwatch Two or whatever it ends up being called is that it'll have a large PVE element. A couple of Blizzard people have compared it to Left for Dead. Okay. So I have a bit of a rant. I'll let you go okay. first though, because I'm gonna, I might take some time on this. Okay. Uh, well, basically, for this for me, uh, Overwatch has never really interested me. I haven't played the game. Uh, I've watched it a little bit, and I felt like the observing in that game is a mess. Largely, it's impossible really to tell what's going on unless you play it, which is, you know, it's kind of like Dota in a sense. So, I mean, yeah. peace be with that. If you understand the game very well, maybe you enjoy it more. But just as a viewer, it wasn't that appealing to me. If I play a shooter, I'd probably rather play something else like CSGO uh, than Overwatch. Um, stop me if I say something really stupid right now, because I haven't played the game, like I said, so maybe no. I can categorize things I... wrong. Um, no. The thing that I'm excited about here is Diablo 4 for two reasons. <clears throat> First of all, because I love the fucking franchise. I think especially Diablo 1 has a really special place in my heart. Uh, I know for most people it's Diablo 2 that they played for countless hours and loved and Lord of Destruction and all of this. Um, I have pretty high hopes after seeing what happened with Diablo 3. First of all, the initial response, uh, how it worked out how they patched it and changed it to try to make it more appealing to the hardcore player base that used to love the other games. Uh, I have a feeling that they have learned from Diablo 3, and I have pretty high hopes for Diablo 4. And on top of that, obviously, does this mean they canceled Diablo Immortal, or are they still going to release that? No, because... that, that's being made by another company. That's the thing. They outsourced okay. it. So that's fine. Wow. Okay. Still on schedule. Clearly, this is there's two things here. First of all, I'm excited about this game. Secondly, I think this is a really... This is a good PR move mm. toward the community because Immortal was received extremely <laughs> poorly and people hated it, the idea of that. So Don't you, know, you have a phone, Cinderin? Jesus, telling, buddy. I, I, I do. I will probably not be playing Diablo Immortal on it, though. Um, but <laughs> yeah, Diablo 4 is, uh, is very welcome, I think. It's something... If you think about franchises in PC gaming and what people would get excited about, it's got to be in the top five mm. of titles that people would be excited about. This, Warcraft 4... Oh, uh, if there yeah, would be I, some sort of I used to be a huge Blizzard fanboy. Blizzard has these amazing titles and it's kind of they like have a failed. little bit they've lost they have lost their way ever and since I just they hope were acquired by Activision. One. Yeah, I hope this is step one to get back on track because all right, Senator, I need to I feel like the yeah, okay, go I, on. I need to you rant. Go now. I need this is a yeah, rant. I'm ready. Are you, are you sure you're I'm done? Ready. I'm actually going to do a different style of rant. I'm not going to get angry. I'm actually just going to be very calm. Oh, I thought you were going to be disappointed. (laughs) It's going to sound like I'm disappointed, which it should. Uh, I used to be a huge Blizzard fanboy. Warcraft was amazing. Uh, Like WC3, I played a shit ton of. Obviously, that's how I got introduced to Dota to begin with. And before that, Brood War was unbelievable. It's like probably the best balance game of all time, honestly. Like you just can't beat that. Ever since, and I'll be honest, Diablo, I understand, like, I have no problem people liking it. I was never, I've never been an RPG guy. I just never enjoyed it. It's okay. just not my thing. Ever since they were acquired by Activision, things have gone downhill. Hots was an absolute pile of god awful shit. Uh, Hearthstone. No need is, to sugarcoat it. Hearthstone is a very great concept, and I know people play it. 
I feel like they really, really made a mistake not focusing on esports for it because I think it would be ruling the world right now. Uh, but it's not. Instead, they focus on HOTS and Overwatch, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but StarCraft Two, another complete disaster. I mean, they have made... It, it feels like every decision these guys have made has just been bad the last 10 years. I'm not saying canceling StarCraft Two FPS is a bad move. I've, it's whatever. Like, who knows? It, maybe it was garbage as well. Diablo 4 just is probably going to be good. Yes. A quick intermission. You have not played World of Warcraft, right? Because that's obviously a huge... You have. That's also a I big have. Blizzard I, flagship title. Yeah, no, I I just didn't mention. Do you it feel? Because... Do you feel like? Uh, do you feel like the development? Like you said, all the decisions they've made in the last ten years or whatever have been bad. Do you mm-hmm. feel like that is apparent in WoW too? Or when was the no last idea. time you played? Dude, I played maybe play? a week of that game. I'm not okay. Well, fair MMO, any kind of RPG. Okay. I'm just not yeah. a fan of. I don't know what it is. I just. Oh, yeah, you did it. say that. So it's a bit surprising. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I know I'm in the minority, so I'm not like. You know, downplaying them. Anyway, so the big thing I want to talk about is how Overwatch is just the worst. So there's this thing, and people have already made this comparison before, so it's not like this is a new thing. There's, you, do you know what CGS is? No. Uh, I have to actually look up the actual. Is it Championship Gaming? Yeah, Championship Gaming Series. This was an old tournament back in the day, uh, I think early 2000s. Red Eye was actually a part of it as a commentator, I think. Uh, it was the uh, first... 2007 to 2008. Okay, I'm seeing here. So it was the first major. You had to go back in time here. You had to forget about how the world is right now. Esports mm-hmm. was not a big thing. Okay, a lot of people were playing games, but it was not like a mainstream at not even remotely mainstream. Okay, this was the yeah. first major tournament that was um, sponsored by a huge company, which is Directv and Sky, like ginormous fucking companies, mm-hmm. and they tried to force. And this, they were kind of before their time. I think they did some kind of cool stuff. But essentially what they did is they took a bunch of games, like uh, like Counter-Strike was the big one, Source. And then a bunch of games like FIFA, uh, I believe Dead or Alive, and a bunch of other games. And mm-hmm. they drafted, like there would be organizations, kind of like what Overwatch has right now, organizations that would draft players. And then you would have these competitions where a team plays another team. And each respective game gives a certain amount of points for that match. So if FIFA, for example, you go 3-0. Okay, that's three points for your mm-hmm. team. Counter-Strike, I can't remember what how many rounds there were back then. Let's say you go 16-3, you get 13 mm-hmm. points, the differential, essentially. Oh, no, you, you get okay. 16 points, sorry. Um, so they added up those, and that's how the competition was. It was an interesting concept, but the execution was really poor. Uh, mm-hmm. first and foremost, they just added a bunch of random games. Like, they don't go together at all. Like, you can't treat all these games similarly, right? And yeah. the flagship game at the time was Counter-Strike. And I, this is going to sound like I'm bashing. I love DJ Wheat. I love Fatality. They knew nothing about Counter-Strike. And you're putting them in as the main commentators for this flagship game of your huge tournament. This is like having me and Cinderin cast League of Legends. It just won't work, okay? It just does not work. It was... A disaster, and it actually mean, set it set the esports scene back a few years because of how disaster that like, one event that is a shit ton of money. And just think of it this way: this is not a mainstream thing at all. People don't believe mm-hmm. in it. Somebody takes a chance; they lose all their money essentially. Uh, and how does that inspire confidence at all? Right. Well, who's so, to blame though? I mean, I think the way that you'd they say it was the was organization, right? Like not the people no. that were commentators or on CS. No, they, it's, of they course don't... it's not. I mean, it. Well, 
It's the you people could, that you put them in the position best to fail. in the world on CS, and it probably still wouldn't have been successful. It, right? it would have been it's better. The there. Well, it, it it's a better, mixture of things. But, but the point okay. here's the point, though. Okay, the point is that was before its time. Maybe that would work mm-hmm. now. Who knows? Overwatch. Let's get to this. This is where you'll see some similarities. So you have kind of the same Overwatch League system where you have these teams and they're drafting players and all that nonsense, which is great. I actually like that idea a lot. The problem is they get all these investors all excited, right? NBA teams, like hundreds of millions of dollars, okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of money. This is way more than CGS back in the day. And you're investing in a game, by the way, that had just started, you yeah. cannot force a game to be an esport. You absolutely that is the number one rule. If you've been in esports long enough, you know this. And this is why the outside investors don't understand. They just want to get in on what's quote unquote popular. I want to get this demographic, this eight, this 13 to 22 year old uh that can spend X yeah. amount of money in however many months of the year on because they're playing games. They're not spending money on other stuff. So we need to invest in this business. The problem is you can't force a game to be an esport. Overwatch is not a good esport. I'm sorry. It's not watchable. It Counter-Strike is a great esport. That is the difference between good and bad, in my opinion. And I feel like they... And don't get me wrong. I'm hoping it works out. I'm hoping it works mm-hmm. out. It'll be good for the, esports if it works, right? Exactly. If it fails, it will set us back again. Like, it's ridiculous. Like... yeah. All these investors are never going to be interested in this again. You know, that's kind of my main issue. But but the last thing, the thing I'll say... Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, go on. Why make Overwatch 2? Why can't you just update Overwatch? <laughs> like, is it that groundbreaking that you need to make another game? Like, do you need to relaunch this this failed I league? Just, I don't know enough about this game um, to Fair say enough. that. Perhaps, like, with what you're saying, it, this might have some something to do with the investors like maybe a big portion of the or a bit large part of the reason that they're making a second game is to uh report back to the investors about the development of the game right like we have this new title coming out that is an extension of the previous one and maybe that just sounds better to investors than we have updated the game we're patching mm-hmm. it like we're making this new thing uh that since you are already an investor in Overwatch, you can transfer your team over or whatever, and maybe that sounds better and gives them more right. money. That's possible. Uh, now, what was I going to say? I think that's everything you talked about with this Overwatch League. I agree with at least for the most part. From my perspective, the game is super hard to watch. And again, I just I don't want to state like absolutes, like it's a bad game or a bad esport because I don't play it, so I don't want to, you know. I can't say that for sure, okay? But to me, even though the production value looks really cool and they're doing a, a great job at setting it up and running it professionally, it didn't catch my attention very much. I've watched it like once and I tuned out after five minutes because I felt like, what the fuck is going on, you know? Um, but the thing that should be talked about with this is the whole franchising idea because I see some people talking about this in esports as like the devil and other people say it's a really good thing. And I think mm-hmm. what you need to remember in this, the reason there's so much money flooding into this is that the investors are interested because, because of franchising. Of the franchise. It's because yeah. they can own part in a project. That is what is interesting to them. Yeah. That they have this amount of money that they're investing into the game. Let's say you compare it to Dota 2, right? Uh, you could invest into Overwatch where you can own a franchise that is part of a league. Or in Dota 2, you can invest into an organization that's a multi-game org that maybe has Dota 2 as one of the mm-hmm. games but you don't have guaranteed participation. In Dota 2, it's always performance-based. Will you qualify to yeah. this and this major? If you don't, your exposure is, let's be honest, pretty fucking bad. That's right. just Dota. If you're not at the big events, you're not there. 
No, that's a great and point. That's something you get in the Overwatch League. Well, you you invest into this team, you pay X amount of million dollars, but you know every week your team is playing. You have yeah. you can grow a fan base, you can sell merchandise. They have the whole idea of having it based on I think it's states that have their teams in Overwatch or something like this. Cities. Um or cities, yeah. So, you know, you can you can like build on the local you know, interest in the game and kind yes. of, I would agree with the word forcing that it feels a bit forced, but I think some of the ideas behind it are very interesting. No, I, and I think I agree. this is a good way of making money and I mean, I'm, flow into esports. I'm a traditional sports person. So, like the idea of franchising makes a lot of sense to me. I just feel like you yeah, force so the it question on a game here that is, shouldn't be put in that spot to begin with. That's you know? fair enough. But the, the question is, what can we learn from this? Like, let's say it fails. Okay. Let's say this doesn't go well. Uh, and, does does that mean I, I just don't want the conclusion to be franchising failed. It needs to be because the game mm. failed. Because if franchising can be good, maybe we can take the positive from this and maybe implement it to an extent in other titles. Mm. And then the question is, well, will the investors want to do it if they just had this flaw? Well, I mean, right? franchising, you you can hate so. league all you want, but franchising has been successful in league, right? Yeah, it has. I mean, I think and they're too forceful on some of their rules. I think it's kind of a it's the opposite end of the spectrum of Valve, for example, but yeah, some of it's good for sure. Yeah, uh, it feels like there's like a golden middle ground where Valve is very player centric and League is very org centric, so, and I think there is a way to merge those two styles because I think organizations in esports are good, and I think franchises are good to have. Here's the thing, it's, and this is what 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 worries me, and maybe it's worrying over nothing. This is a lot of money coming in by investors that yep. do not know what they're doing, by the way. And I have experience mm-hmm. with it. I have actually physically talked to two NBA teams. I will not name them. Mm-hmm. I've consulted them, in fact, on matters such as this. They have zero idea what is going on. Zero. Yeah. And they're just trusting people that are in the scene, and maybe they're just listening to the wrong people. They have absolutely no idea what they're doing. They're putting a lot of money in this. And I 100% guarantee you there will not be a return on investment anytime soon. Like this is mm-hmm. literally a decade down the road if they're ever going to. And I don't know if they're okay with that. I have no clue. But it is what it is. Yeah. The slots are very expensive. <laughs> they're very yes. expensive in League 2. But that seems to be a bit more of a proven concept at least. Uh mm-hmm. Than Overwatch, which seems a little bit, you know, like like you said, like kind of forced in a way. Like we're gonna make this title, and before we even know if it's gonna be a hit, you guys are just gonna put a hundred million dollars. Okay, yeah, that's that's definitely. I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, But yeah, I I would I would be curious to see. Like it's really interesting what happens in the next five to ten years because I personally think franchising will get increased, even if this fails. I still think franchising will. I'm fine with that. I'm actually fine with that. And. I, the thing that I don't know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand what's so negative about it because I know some people hate it. They say like franchising is the worst thing that can happen to esports because then it's not about the players anymore. But then there's like these business people that start taking control. I, I feel like that's part of the argument, at least that there will be way too much power resting with these people, and then it's not really esports anymore because now it's just these like big franchises, like let's say NFL teams or whatever. But then you have an example like complexity. That we have now, which was bought by what was it? Was the Houston Texans, <laughs> the um, Cowboy- Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, close enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, <laughs> it's just two states, right? Whatever, Europe, NA, same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Dallas Cowboys 
uh, invested big time into complexity. I have not seen any negative repercussions of that yet. Just mm-hmm. more player promotion, more money flowing in, more titles that they're involved with, and it feels perhaps less, that's uh, positive franchising. I don't know. Maybe this is a success story, uh, and it could go really bad. But I mean, I that's just, a long storyline with complexity as well. They have a lot of history. But I think the thing yeah. that people don't like is that, uh, like you and I can go out and make an org right now, and it could be successful, yeah. and we can make a little mm-hmm. bit of money maybe. Uh, when franchising comes in, we don't exist anymore. That's some of the people have issue with that, which is true to an extent. I'm not saying franchising is the way to go, by the way. I don't want to make that clear. Uh, I don't know. I just think that mm-hmm. these are too small of sample sizes, and like, it's it's like putting uh, it. It's been it's an interesting idea put in a situation that is set up to fail. That's how I feel about it. Uh huh. For Overwatch, I think that's a pretty good way of putting it. Uh, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to think again. Like I'm I'm thinking about like comparing because obviously in the u.s franchising is huge okay like in nfl and nba all of this uh, like all your big sports have massive franchising but i'm thinking this isn't an american only thing right i feel like franchising in european sports is also huge like in football franchises are like all the sports that have massive viewership that are very successful that sustain throughout the years seem to largely be franchise driven at least that's where a lot of the profit is right like is there any sport in the world that is massively profitable that does not have franchising? See, that's like that's that, really big. I mean, profit is one thing. Slope. That's just if we're talking money, right? That's it's if we only care about the money, which is not my point here. It's more no, about the mean. sustainability and the future, like future prospects of esports in general. Is it a bad thing? Because is there success stories other elsewhere where we can be like, thank God we didn't get franchising in sport X because that would have ruined it. Well, like, do any we have examples sport, of that? Well, any major sports can have franchising. Yeah. So but the, the thing that I, I want to make, make sure that people know, and I think this is kind of a slippery slope on your your end. We do mm. just because it works in traditional sports doesn't mean it will work. Oh, in I'm 100 well, in agreement right? with that. I am in agreement with that. Yes, I'm just I'm trying. Like, like I don't I understand we, this the way that I look in at depth it enough. So it's more of a conversation. I'm not no, like I making just, yeah very. I'm trying to you know have a conversation going because I don't know either. I like looking uh, at traditional trying, like, sports. Maybe I'm too optimistic. A, like, I look at traditional sports and I try to take things from it that might make sense. I don't force mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. And it's only a matter of, like, at some point we're going to realize whether franchising is the correct way to go for esports or not. And mm-hmm. maybe it's game dependent as well, because right now it's technically game Absolutely. dependent. Right? Yeah. So I don't know. It's an interesting topic. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I feel like we're kind of on the same page here. I just, I, I, I feel the same way about it. Like, I don't really know either. I have a positive outlook on it. Like, I feel like it could be good, but it could also, you know, I could just be totally wrong on how this right. will imp- impact the games. Uh, I just, I don't have, I don't have the view that it's the devil. I guess that's what I'm getting at here. I, I don't mm-hmm. see what's the total disaster scenario where it ruins everything that some people seem to have. And I also don't have these, like, I don't have the glasses on that this is perfect and this is just we just implement this everywhere and we're in fucking esports heaven, you know. I'm not naive yeah. like that either. I just feel like there's there's something about it that is appealing and oh, interesting. Definitely has some appealing. So. Yeah, I agree. All right. Okay. So that's all the serious subject or all the serious topic. We're Next at hour up, 12 do minutes. you believe in aliens? <laughs> yes, that is our last topic of the I day. I love this show. <laughs> I love it. You ruined oh, man, it, these by transitions the way. are so fucking good. Yeah, no, this, man, I made it. No, this transition, it, it felt very uh, abrupt. I will, I won't lie. This time, it was you say forced. <laughs> yes, yeah, a little forced. 
but that's because we oh, went over great. time and I, I didn't have a good segue. But yes, you, you did say it, Cinderin. The last subject of the day. Do you believe in aliens? Uh, let's define it first. Uh, what are okay. aliens? Any life form somewhere else in the universe. Okay. Is yes, that what you mean by aliens? Like we can, any we life can do form. both. We can do both. Both intelligent and any life form. Um, yes, I do. To both. Because I feel like, just realistically, mm. if, if you think about, I don't know if you want to put this into probability or whatever, but if you think about how extremely big the universe is and how tiny, tiny, tiny we are, the chance that this hasn't happened literally anywhere else, right? it's hard to imagine that it wouldn't happen somewhere. But it is mm-hmm. interesting that we haven't found any, right? Like the, uh, but I, I do believe it exists out there. I the do. things just, that create life for us obviously it could be different on other mm-hmm. plans but it's yeah. very unlikely like ridiculously unlikely that we are here today correct but considering mm-hmm. how many planets there are <laughs> like literally infinite Consi- right how big the universe like, is i there has to be of course like so just to give an example right let's say it's like one in a million which a lot of people consider very unlikely if it was one in a million there would be life forms everywhere in the universe everywhere. if it was one yes. in a million Agreed. so it's like we're talking one in a, I don't know, whatever right, power so to the whatever. So. We both agree on that, so that's not interesting. How about this? Okay. Do you believe mm-hmm. intelligent aliens have visited Earth? No. Why? Because I feel like they would have made some... I mean, technically, they could have made an impact that we just don't know about. Like the pyramids? But I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> that's everyone's not favorite not one is the pyramids. No, they might have extinguished the dinosaurs. Like, who knows? Um, yeah. <sighs> it's a hard one. It just it it feels unlike yeah because it really depends, right? Let, let's imagine there's an alien race that has that's way more developed than us, and they go to Earth and it's like this is fucking boring because yeah. there's like these other aliens nearby that are way more interesting. So we want to talk and work with them instead. These guys are fucking. It's like We're apes. We're goddamn apes. No, 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 not apes. <laughs> not even apes. Consider the way we treat ants. Okay. Like, let's right. say I've heard this if we went into before. space and we found a planet that had ants, it would be really interesting because it was life. But let's imagine we went into space and there was a planet with ants only. And then there was, a, there was like thousands of other planets that we found with intelligent life. Yeah. I feel like we would just not give a fuck about the planet with ants, right? Yep. So if we're that stupid compared to everyone else, <laughs> like maybe they w- went here and there's like <laughs> idiots, you know? Like they all have like thousands of IQs in their planets and we are yeah. sitting here with like whatever, you know, so. So I used to watch these shows that talk about alien life, right? Because they're just interesting. Even if you don't believe it, they're interesting. So things like, <laughs> some of them are really stupid, by the way. Like the pyramid okay. one, I think is really, because people don't know yeah. to this day, they don't know how the pyramids were actually built because it required things that just didn't exist back then. It's very interesting to think about how they did that, but mm-hmm. was it aliens? I don't know. Uh, the other one, there's a South American civilization. I can't remember which. I'm sure the people listening will know if they Google it. Mm-hmm. That they, this was a really stupid one as well. Because you know how we envision aliens, like these guys with big heads, right? Yeah. So these, uh, some South American civilization or Native American civilization, uh, they would put rings on babies' heads and leave it there their whole lives so that their heads would elongate to look like what mm-hmm. we consider aliens to be. But my point is I, that doesn't make <laughs> that, that doesn't make any sense. Like we think we don't think that aliens look like that because of them today, right? Because we just mm-hmm. made it up. So that one's really weird. And 
of course, there's Roswell. You've heard a lot about that. The New Mexico crash, which is a lot of iffy stuff about that. And actually, recently... I have actually not heard anything about that. All right. Well, I I'm, I was worried you'd say that because I actually don't know the story of Roswell. Just that there was a crash okay, excellent. in Good New talk. Mexico uh, <laughs> that supposedly aliens were at. But recently, there's been some uh, talk of the Navy. Navy in the U.S., of course. Navy, mm-hmm. uh, not Navy SEALs, just people that have been in the Navy, like high officials have uh-huh. sworn that they have seen UFOs, which doesn't mean aliens. UFO technically means just unidentified flying object. It could be anything. It could be a bird. Right. Well, no. They have some video... If you like, haven't identified it as a bird, then it's a, it could be a bird. Oh, that's... It's okay, technically a that's A flying yes. object that's not identified. Yes. Well, then it's about whether we want to objectify birds or not, but I feel like that's a different talk. Right. So they would see like these... Uh, like they're flying in their planes and they see a light... Okay, and this is going to be a little difficult to explain for the audio only people that would go as like it would be keeping up with them and then it would suddenly Mm -hmm. change movements in a way that is literally impossible with any technology, even in the next like 50 years, if we best case scenario. So their theory is that it has to be aliens, right? And there, there is no way this could be like some sort of natural phenomenon that they're experiencing with like light reflecting off things. Well, I don't or... think it's just the light. I, it, it was like a, not a saucer, but it's okay, a physical object. What if object. light reflected on a bird? <laughs> boy, oh boy, that's one fast bird, bro. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bird. So you do not believe that aliens okay. have ever visited Earth. So this is my only thing. I'm. I don't know the answer to this question. I don't know what I believe. I'm in that scenario right now because uh-huh. like, I really want to believe it and most of me does not. But there's a chance that, like, what if you're ridiculously... Uh, think of a race that is so evolved that they know where everything mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Maybe they visited, like you said, they don't give a shit. Maybe they've helped us actually evolve in some way we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's, they're the reason... That life exists on this planet. They're the oh, ones that put we're the like bacteria a little in herb the garden. We're like a little herb garden for the aliens. They just went and planted us. The beginning. And then of they it. forgot about us. <laughs> the beginning of uh, <laughs> Men in Black, the first one, or maybe it's the end, where it shows that the entire universe is just a marble that some being, huge being, is playing with. Mm-hmm. And that's how I honestly think of us. I think we're so it insignificant. Is and entirely possible. That's it's really it's really fascinating. Like I don't know, man. It's one of those questions that's really hard to answer, right? Well, don't answer I it here because thinking... I want to talk about that on another okay. podcast. By the way, okay, fair enough. Definitely, we're gonna go way more in depth on the aliens. Well, not aliens, but how life exists, things like that. Okay, more spiritual slash religious potentially. Okay, continue. Your fair thought. enough. Finish your thought. No, no, no. It's fine. We'll save it for another time. Okay. Excellent. Uh, that is the end of this episode then, Cinderin. Are you oh. happy with how it went? I think we did a really good job. I think it's... Honestly, if I were to rate this episode, I'd rate it five stars. Five out of six stars. I agree. Uh, I don't know out of how many, but five sounds good. Excellent. All right. Good luck at Star Ladder, friend. Good job. Thank you. I'm going to need a lot of luck to commentate. Are you paneling or commentating? I, uh, I think both. It, okay. The ratios aren't really decided yet, but we'll see. We'll see what I'm going to end up doing. How, however, they want to make it work. We'll Sounds it good. I, I will try to watch it. Try my best to root you on. All right. Now, what thanks, time guys. is that for you? I don't know. 
the even the evening games will be okay for you, I guess, right? Yes, I suppose. Probably, or maybe I don't even know. My you might watch the morning the games and then go to bed. That's yeah. more likely, actually. That is that's more. What that's what I do know. every time. That's true. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Okay. Thanks for cool. watching, guys. Until next time, Suns fan and Cinder, and signing out. Goodbye. Bye.